0: I want to share something with you, but first I want to explain a problem that I see in so many people's lives. It's something that I had to deal with as a young pastor, and that's your focus as a Christian. You know, when Sal and I first came here to Springs 25 years ago, um, so much was happening and growing and going on, and, and the Christian faith we always talk about repenting of your sins. And so when you give your life to Jesus Christ, He forgives you of your sins. And then if you're not careful, you start always checking yourself out. Like back then it was, when I grew up, a lot of the pastors around would sing songs like, searching your heart checking for sin if there's any evil way in you is there anything that's creeping into your life they were so worried about sin that that's all we thought about that's all we talked about that's all am i getting proud is my mind wandering am i doing what god wants me is my heart really loving god and i would get so focused on that that i missed what salvation was all about And I've noticed as I travel and train pastors and leaders in our church and other churches that when you give your life to Jesus Christ, something amazing happens. All of your sins are forgiven. And that's amazing! You get to go to heaven. It's incredible. But if that's as far as you understand salvation, your life on this planet doesn't change much. And in fact, did you know that stats show us that for for most part, the Christians have the same problems as the world, same percentage of divorces, same percentage of liars and cheats, and you know, and all the junk that goes on, same amount of depression and sickness. And, uh, and you, and you kind of go, what's going on? Well, there's a way, there's something we have to understand about giving your life to Jesus. Not only is your sin forgiven, but this Jesus, he makes you alive. Calalion, I am alive. No, we basically are walking dead. Did you know that you are three parts? You have a body, which is your earth suit. You have a mind, a will, and emotions, which is your, that, that personality. But then you are a spirit. And people are born, every baby that's born on this planet is born into a culture, into, with a nature of sin. What do I mean by that? It's a nature of fear. It's a nature where you'll have a hard time not being narcissistic, self centered. Um, It's almost like, well, actually, the Bible teaches us there's a mystery of iniquity and there's a mystery of godliness. Now, the mystery of iniquity is that each person is born onto this planet and we're not born uh, where we are alive, where our spirit man is filled with the life of Jesus. Instead, People grow up and they will struggle with their identity, with peace, with joy, with a sense of uh, it, it just, they just don't li- really live the way God designed them in the garden. So when you give your life to Jesus, not only is it a forgiveness of sins, but He comes in and ignites your spirit man with what the Bible in the Greek is Zoe, Z O E, Zoe life which is an incredible life. It's an incredible peace. It's an incredible joy, healing, and, pray, and the God's full. I mean, the Bible says in, in John chapter 7 that literally when a person knows who they are in Christ, out of their innermost being flows rivers of living water. This A lot of Christians think that's just, you know, give your life to Jesus, get to go to heaven, I'm forgiven, and I got to work on being good. Work on it. Jesus himself lives within you. And this alive, you are alive with the life of God. And so as you look at this, this is where you need to stay focused. Then you, you find sin no problem. You're so excited and focused and Jesus is so alive in you that life just changes. There's a verse in John 5, verse 39. Let's look at it. Now, to give you kind of a reference of this, Jesus is talking to the most learned people of the then-known Bible in the world. These are Pharisees, Sadducees, and scribes. They know the Old Testament, which is always here then. So here is what he says. You guys carefully study. You examine. You search the Scriptures because you think they give you eternal life. Now, the word eternal life doesn't just mean the length of life for eternity. It means the quality of life. People are often looking for help in their marriage. I need a better life in my marriage. Help with depression, sickness, family, home, struggles. That They're looking for, uh, I need life, I need answers. So this eternal life. And it says, they do in fact, the scriptures do in fact, tell, testify, and witness about me, Jesus says, about him. Concerning me on my behalf. Everything in the scripture is moving towards Jesus. The entire Old Testament is all prophesying and getting ready for the Messiah who would remove sin from the human race. And again, make us able to fellowship with God and to be ignited with the very life of God. And the New Testament is Jesus, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John doing it. I mean, and then the epistles are explaining it. It's all about Jesus. And yet people will come to Christ, become Christians, and all they do is they're happy, their sins are forgiven, and they're going to heaven. That's awesome. But I want to show you how to get a life. I want you to realize that if you live your life that way, you're going to be discouraged. You're going to be disappointed. We must recognize that a relationship with Jesus is crucial. And if we don't recognize that, We are kind of going to become religious people, and religious people are hard to handle because it's just a whole bunch of rules and regulations and trying to live up to it. Now, in John chapter 1, verses 1 to 4, it says, In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, Jesus. And without him, nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. When Jesus comes within you, he ignites your darkness. Wherever you don't know, whatever you don't know to do, any need, where there's fear, where there's discouragement, sickness, this presence of God just flows out of you and meets needs. You know, 25 years ago when I first came to Springs and the church was, was just growing, it was just the amount of leadership that was needed was beyond me. And I remember with five kids and, and Sally, my wife, Having to come to church and and struggling to fit them in and park their cars and how many services could we fit and where we and and it was just like systems and structures and business and finance and and so I began to study at, at a huge rate I would average. A book a day. I would just, I read my way through Drucker, Peter Drucker, if you're anything about management. And I had friends who had taken their MB. I'd get a hold of their books. I'd read through that. Then as I'm trying to help with people, I'd study through Christian counseling, psychology, all the different things over there. And, and I mean, it just, I, I would just consume and grow and read and, and, and it was good. It was good. Don't get me wrong. Uh, it, I just, I was just, and I still do that. i practically about a book a day, sometimes more, sometimes less. I'm just accumulating knowledge so that I can lead, so that I can, I can go the places God's called me to. But there came a time, a point in my life years ago, where I, I almost forgot that I had a relationship with Jesus as I'm looking for systems and answers and, pro- and, and, and processes and, and, and how to counsel and how to lead and, and how to guide and how to raise finances and build buildings and, and, and become corporate and then become national and then become international and, and television. I mean, it just never seemed to end the things that God was opening doors. And I was just, go, man, go. And at one point I forgot that Jesus was my helper and that he was with me. And if that happens to you, the pressure and the stress begins to grow. Because if there's something that's not working, you think there's something you don't know. And you're looking for hidden wisdom. You begin to look for knowledge you don't yet know. If you can't get results, you begin to focus on finding answers and The word I just used seven times was I had to find it. Me, go find it, go get it, accumulate it, figure it out. And these keys, while it is important to grow and learn in wisdom, etc., etc., you can't ever lose the relationship with Jesus. I found that all that I learned could be applied and I love I love studying. I love learning. I love growing. I, I love taking on new projects. I love teaching business people and, and business owners. I love counseling with families and homes and teaching on marriage and raising kids and, and all the plethora of stuff that goes with raising up a, a great church. But I found out nothing can take the place of me having a relationship with Jesus. I would walk into business deals where we're looking for finances or we're looking for, I mean, you know, property or lands or buildings. And, and you know, and I'm walking in with all that I know about negotiation, with everything that I would know about understanding personality types and being able to read what disc this person is and where do I approach and how do I bring this business deal together. And then there's times when I, I couldn't seem to get past something. And as I just quiet myself and stop trying to me, 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 figure this out, I just gave Jesus. What do I do here? And all of a sudden, he'd say, say this. Go in this direction. And all of a sudden, this deal would begin to flourish and millions of dollars would begin to take place. I would meet with people when I was counseling. And of all that I had learned about God's word and, and counseling with people and understanding, uh, you know, inner vows and, and strongholds and transference and everything from biblical counseling to all that the world thinks they know and, and get nowhere and just stop and realize, I'm just not checking with Jesus. I say, Jesus, what's, what should I say here? And I would just sense coming up from within me, go in this direction. And I would go in that direction and watch this situation with two angry, bitter people just break. And tears begin to flow as they would forgive. And we put our finger on the actual button. I have discovered that you will be very limited if you live your life simply with your giftedness, your strength, your ability to figure things out. And as you succeed, if you think it's because of your ability You are going to make major mistakes. But if as you learn and grow, both in the word and in the acumen of your area, you say, it is you, God, that helps me to learn. It's you that helps me to grow. It's you that helps me to learn these areas of business and family. And I'm relying, I always, I had to learn, you got to put Jesus first. Seek him first. And if you don't, then you are responsible. And so the area of depression, the area of overload, the area of stress, the area of fear is when it's up to you, it's up to you, it's up to you, it's up to you. And you get the cart before the horse. And I realize the blessing of the Lord is upon us. His grace is upon us. Now I'm gonna learn. I'm going to grow. I'm going to develop skills and abilities. You know, all of us are wired to learn and to grow, and it feels good to do that, to develop skills, and and to begin to succeed in every area of life. But the second you move away from a relationship with Jesus and a dependency upon him, you limit your ability. You see, where I am in my life right now is far beyond my ability. Maybe you didn't know that. Maybe you do. It's not because I'm so smart, so gifted, so intelligent that I'm... No, 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 no. I would be a basket case trying to lead these four organizations and needing millions of dollars for this and television around the world and staffing and issues and problems. It would literally shut me down. But I have a faith and a trust that Jesus will never let me down. And that regardless of what storms blow, regardless of the things that need answers that I don't have, He will guide me, he will lead me, he'll show me, he'll bring the right people into my path. That when storms blow, I don't have to sit there freaking out because I gotta go find another formula. I gotta go read 53 more books to find out. I'm still learning and growing and loving that. But to walk into situations where Jesus will guide you. Now, it's not just his guidance, it's also the relationship. All right, how do I say this without... I love team. I love who God has put on the team. But every one of you has to stand alone as well. You and Jesus. There will be times, maybe the time is right now for you, where you're going through something and people don't get it. This is not really a team thing. It's going to be you. And you'll need Jesus. Study the scriptures Moses and his team didn't lead the children of Israel out. (laughs) Wasn't Gideon and his team the angel spoke to. It wasn't Esther and all the people around her that made the decision that saved every Israelite on the place. There are so many times in our lives where it's the responsibility of one, you. And you won't be able to delegate that. You won't be able to pass that off to someone else. It'll be you, and it'll be Jesus. I've learned to enjoy being alone with Jesus. I'm not lonely. I'm alone with Jesus. I've learned to enjoy him speaking to me. By that, I mean the impressions or speaking through his word. I've learned that if everyone goes against me and no one agrees with the direction he's called me to go, that it's going to be okay. I've heard from him. And every one of us needs to be at a place where you have a relationship with Jesus. He speaks to you. There's a sensing, a knowing. The church of Jesus Christ is so backwards on this we have groups of people traveling the world just to get into a service where some prophet will give them a word? Some person will say, the Lord spoke to me. I've been at conferences where people are there. They want a word from somebody. And, and this guy would just say, you know, God's got a word for you. And he'll point at somebody. And the tears just start to flow. And, and they're sitting there crying, waiting for the word. And the word was a verse or something. <laughs> I thought, ooh. Why is the church of Jesus Christ so dependent on somebody giving me direction, somebody giving me a word, somebody had a dream, somebody had this for me? You know, I, I don't care anymore. I mean, there was, I've, had, I've gotten so many words from people that were so far off. But I'm glad that as I know his word and learn his word, as I get into situations to just turn, just say, Jesus, what do I do here? I'll read, I'll talk with people, I'll I'll do everything I can with in my own knowledge to talk to brilliant people. I have access to some of the most smartest people on the planet in all these different areas of ministry and business, et cetera. But in so many cases, there is no, you know, this is right, this is wrong. That's an easy decision. But what do you do when there's 43 good things to do and you got to pick one? (laughs) How many know that every good idea is not a God idea? You know, when I had no options, any option, I'd have taken it. But now where we are today, i got a ton of good things we could do. But I've got to know what God is saying. And I know in Ephesians 2.10 that God has prepared paths for us ahead of time, every one of us, and that we should walk those paths. Well, the only way to walk those paths is to listen and to be guided by this relationship with Jesus. And when... Whatever relationships you've got don't seem to minister to you through the season that you're in. Sorry, guys, but your wife will never be everything to you. Sorry, ladies, but your husband will never be everything to you. There'll be times in the quiet of your night, you'll need to make decisions about you and what you're going to stand with and what you're going to believe God for when it comes to marriage and family. I'm sorry, guys, there's times where, where, you know, there's, there's no one around you who's going to pull the button and hand you the money and, and your wife won't understand because she's not God. And so we must learn that you have a relationship with him. And when you do, when you do every area of your life, He will guide you through. And as you accumulate wisdom and read and go to school and learn and and apply, it's amazing what God can do with you. But never allow what you've learned and who you are to rise up past God where, oh, I didn't have to talk to Jesus today. I got this. Big problem. Big problem. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall, which is why we must always see Jesus first. In John chapter 1... And verses 1 to 4, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. It's saying here that Jesus, who always was, he's that he's the Word. Now, this is a really crazy thing, and I can't explain it to people, other than if you will develop a love for God's Word. And read and and get out to church and listen to messages and read great teaching books where you're just immersing yourself in the word. That There comes a point, if you'll pursue Jesus in the word, that it's amazing how all of a sudden, you just sense him and he speaks to you through his word. And, and as you begin to deal with marriage and family and home and business and, and all that, there's no longer this, well, I gotta fast for, you know, someone's I gotta fast 40 days. I said, what for? Well, I'm just trying to make a decision on, on what to do and here. And I said, well, why do you gotta fast 40 days? Well, I don't know, just get along with God. I said, God leads you moment by moment. People will ask me sometimes, you know, we'd like you to come preach for us over here at this date and this time. Could you just pray about it? I said, no, I, I'm, I'm not coming well, just pray about it. I don't need to pray about it, I know. Well, how do you know? I just know. I don't need to go find it, sit in a cabin for three days with no food and, and try to find God's will. I'm in the middle of God's will. I'm walking out God's will. And sometimes when I'm on, on point, things get rough and it's not gonna make me get off of his will. And sometimes it's great. Uh, I, I'm on point, I'm the no worried. We can have a relationship with Jesus today where he will guide you and lead you. Sometimes he'll tell you to shut up. You talk too much. Other times it's time to speak up, dude. You've been quiet too much. Share. Whatever it is, I'm challenging you with this message that don't just come to church and look for the answers to your existing problems. Come to church and as you listen, say, I want to know Jesus better. I want a relationship with him. I want to get up in the morning and good morning, Jesus. I want to open my Bible and say, Jesus, teach me today as I get into scripture. As I'm going through a Christian bookstore, Guide me with what information I'm going to need in the next season of my life and go over and grab that book. Next time you're in the middle of a business meeting and be careful, just pause for a moment. Holy Spirit, you're going to guide me in this. Oh, I've succeeded in every other deal, but guide me. And He will guide you with things that you'd never know on your own. You know, God, what do I do with this woman? What do I do with this man? What do I do with this teenager? And you'll be amazed as the Spirit of God guides you. When you're going through things and you feel alone, you feel I'm at a season in my life. There are seasons of life where you feel lonely as you make decisions, especially you singles coming out of grade 12, trying to determine where you're going. People in the midst of their careers trying to figure out what do I do? Do I risk it? Everyone talks about take risks. There's time to take risks and there's time to sit, stay put and stop being so discontent. How do you know which it is? You'll know if you develop a relationship with God. And this is the thing I want to leave with you today. If you want to begin to move to levels where not only is God taking you there, but you're with him, you're listening to him. If you're stuck somewhere in life, whatever that means to you, stuck relationally, stuck financially, stuck psychologically, stuck physically, maybe you need healing. I don't know what it is but something stuck, stop looking for the missing key. Stop miss- looking for the missing link. Stop looking for some new teaching. Start looking for some new prophet somewhere to give you a word. Just develop a relationship with Jesus. Get to know him for yourself. God never designed you to hear from him through only somebody else. Even as your pastor today, as I'm teaching you God's word, I'm not gonna make decisions for you. It was a wonderful day when I realized I don't have to answer people's questions. People often, and I don't mind this at all. They'll stop me in the hallway or they're going to say, Pastor, what do I do in this situation? And I'll listen to them and I might prompt them in a direction. Well, God's word says this. If it's obvious sin, I'll show them in the Bible. But a lot of times it's choices between multiply good things. I never make that choice for them because I don't want them to be dependent on me. I'll say, I'll pray with you, and God will show you, and God will guide you, because you, you're brilliant. You, God loves you. You, he'll speak to you. He'll guide you. He'll be there for you. If he'll do it for little old me, he's for sure going to do it for you, and I'd rather have a church where people are not, ooh, you know, pastors, ooh, I and they go, no, all of us hear from God. All of us have a relationship with him. All of us can know. All of us can rise up. And then that is where maturity is. That is where this desire to know him, you'll make incredible decisions. He'll guide you. And I'm telling you, there's nothing like it. When you begin to have a relationship with Jesus, you think like him. You ever notice that you can talk to somebody's kids and you know who their parents are as soon as they start chatting? (laughs) Because every home has a culture. Every home has, I don't know how to put it. The disciples, when they would go out and talk, people would say they could tell they'd been with Jesus. And when you have a relationship with Jesus, there's a peace about you that comes out of the relationship. It doesn't come without a new, knowing new formulas. When you hang with Jesus, there's a joy about you that it's out of relationship. The miraculous is around you and before you, and people sense it. They don't know how to explain it. This this last week, I was talking to a a business lady and, and Sharp and knows her stuff, and we were just chatting, and she goes, you know, you have a confidence about you that is just peaceful. Now, she had a confidence, but it was a little brittle you ever notice that because my confidence is not in me so i'm not dependent on me because i've already figured out i don't know where to go next i'm not going to be able to handle a whole bunch more but jesus in me can handle a ton more jesus in me he'll never leave me he'll never forsake me i don't look at the future and go oh my god where's the economy going oh my god what am i going to do what if people find out i don't know what to do oh i'm telling you i'm just stressed i am telling you pastor i need help that's because your confidence is in you. But if you've got a relationship with him, John chapters 14, 15, 16, and 17 are all telling us you've got a helper. And that Holy Spirit is with you. He will guide you, lead you. The Bible says that although the, there's a verse in the Bible, and I, I know I'm going off like this helping somebody that says that, you know, who can tell God what to think? Who can tell God? But it says, but we can have the mind of Christ. In the Amplified Bible, it says, we can have the emotions of Jesus. Isn't that interesting? We can have the thoughts of Jesus, the direction that Jesus brings. The breakdown of the human mind and emotions usually comes from a level of stress where you have become so dependent on yourself And you begin to realize, I just don't know what to do. I don't know what decisions to make. I don't know. And you're at a great place because you've already realized that. Now, if you come to Jesus where you are, this this relationship will guide you. And it'll look like it's you, but it's really who's within you. Now, the people we got to worry about in the building today right now are all of you who are really successful. You think you're the man. You think you're the woman you know, look what I've done. And it'll take you to a certain place. But to move on from there to places you could only imagine. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 3, that God can do exceedingly, abundantly, above all you could ask or think. And then it says, according to how talented you are? No, according to the power that is at work within you. Who's that? Jesus. You're precious. God loves you. There's nobody in the room that much smarter than anybody else. You know, everyone's got an area. Everyone's got like some line of smartness and intelligence. So we don't have to compare or worry or get our egos up and who's smart. There's no, just why you just admit it. I'm just dependent on him and he guides me in my relationship. I can't even say I'm a great dad although I'm a pretty good one because I got Jesus on the inside of me. I can't say that I'm this amazing husband, but but I'm pretty good because I've learned to rely on Jesus to love that woman through me. I can't say I'm the man at church, but but, but I'll tell you, now that I've learned with Jesus that he guides me and leads me and that my helper knows everything, that's pretty amazing. Now I look to the future, and I know that it's endless. I don't have to worry. Because it'll never end because I've reached the end of my ability. Because my helper is God. And he'll never leave me or forsake me. He'll walk me through every relational challenge. He'll walk me through every financial challenge. He'll walk me through every health challenge. He'll walk me through every mental challenge. He'll help me to become and stay dependent on him. And that's my challenge to you today. Love the word. Stay in God's word read listen to great messages every day feed yourself because god's word is crucial when you get out of god's word for some reason you start getting independent of it and you can do it i do it all the time there's times i'll go for weeks where i'm starting to get stressed and more stressed and more as i'm trying to figure this out and figure this and fix this and i'll just go i think i've been leaving god out of this one and i just come back into things and jesus sorry I'm so glad I realized it's going to be you anyway. So what do we do here? And and how do we walk this thing out? And, huh, now that I'm back in a relationship with you, I'm feeling your peace already. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And boy, my body's healing up already because it's not designed to handle stress. And, and by my relationships are already getting better in two minutes because I'm finally back with Jesus. It's amazing what he'll do with you. Father, I pray for every person here that they would know how loved they are, that they would know that, They're made in your likeness and image. They're all wonderful. They're blessed. They're intelligent. But Father, none of us are designed to do anything without you. And the future you have planned is so big we can't do it on our own. So help us to develop not another religion, but help us to quietly in our time with you learn to sense your voice. Learn to sense your direction. Learn to feel your peace. Learn to walk in your joy. That, Father, our futures could be healthy as we advance your kingdom. I pray this. Every head bowed for just a moment. For those that have been listening to this message and you're not sure that Jesus Christ is in your life as your Savior. You couldn't really say, I'm not sure that I'm a, I'm a Christian, I'm a believer. Or maybe at one time you tried it, but past tell you the truth it never worked out for me and I probably need to get right with God. Well, then I want to lead you in one of the most powerful prayers I know, a prayer of getting right with Him. And before I lead everybody in this prayer, because we're all going to pray it with you, if you'd like to be included, Just open your eyes for a minute. And would you just wave a hand at me? All over the other Just hands up. Say, Pastor, include me in that prayer. Today I'm giving my life to Christ. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Others, give me a quick wave. Say, include me in this prayer. I need to give my life to Christ. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. For those who are at our other campuses watching through that big screen, God's watching. It's him that has prompted your heart made you recognize you need him. And so just give a quick wave to the leader at the front of that service. I'll wait like two seconds here. I'm going to pray. And don't miss this. God is calling you to be a part of his family. Let's all pray with these amazing folks making this decision. The prayer goes like this. You say, dear God, I give you my life. Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross in my place taking all my sin. So Jesus, come into my heart. I'm following you for the rest of my days. In Jesus name. Amen. Welcome to the family of God.